Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. We got a little bit of a sad one. Yeah, this one's a real heavy episode, especially yeah, for guys named Rusty. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. How long have you been going by Rusty Shackelford? Uh, just Rusty yeah. for uh, probably like 15 years. I'm 33. Really, that long, huh? I'm 33, and I've been going since I was at least, you know, like 17, 16. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's something that I always used. Uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, if I f- if I call somebody that who still has caller ID, if yeah, you have sure, a caller ID, sure. my phone would pop up and it would say Rusty Shackleford mm-hmm. on your caller ID. Yeah, mail. I mean, I get mail sometimes. Uh, Johnny Hardwick, uh, he passed away August eighth. Uh, he was sixty four. He's from Austin, Texas, uh, about an hour and a half away from us. An Austinite. Uh, actually lived on uh, Rainy Street before Rainy Street became Condo Hotel Hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, born September 21st, 1958, uh, like I say, passed August 8th, 2023. Uh, this is just his Wikipedia that I pulled, and I just want to kind of talk about some things as we go through it. Um, he was an American voice actor, comedian, writer, producer, and YouTuber. He was best known as the voice of Dale Gribble in the animated American television show King of the Hill. He was also its staff writer, story editor, and producer. He had three, and I did not know this, he had three primetime Emmy Award nominations. Mm-hmm. And in 1999, he won an Emmy for producing King of the Hill. Yep. Um, he was born in Austin. Uh, he attended Texas Tech in Lubbock. Um, they got the guns. And the Rickham tortillas. Tech. And the that's tortillas. Actually, yeah. That's where I was college I went to. After graduating with a BA degree in journalism, he worked for a decade as a bartender in live blues bars in Dallas and Austin, including Nick's Uptown. I know where that's at. Sixth Street Live and the Greenville Bar and Grill. Yeah, there's a there's probably a possibility he might have served you a beer at some point. Oh, it's absolutely life. a possibility. Yeah, yeah if, if we're talking, because guys, you got to remember we're oh. we're only an hour and a half from yeah. Austin. So yeah. when when we say like, 
hey, you know, we know what that bar is. You know, we we we're close to Austin too. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Pretty close absolutely. To us. Uh, so he started in 1990. Uh, he performed a stand-up comedy, or he was performing stand-up comedy. He did it for years. He appeared uh, at the Dallas Improv, the Velveeta Room in Austin. Know exactly where that's at. Appearing on shows including Evening at the Improv, Caroline's Comedy Hour, which was huge in the late 80s. Yeah. Uh, he was the first comic to appear on the John Stewart Show in 1995. That's big for me was the John Stewart Show. Because I watched a lot of John Stewart uh, when I was like a teenager and stuff like that. Uh, and then in 95, he worked at the Montreal Comedy Festival, which mm -hmm. I don't know if people understand how big a festival that is. That's the Just for Laughs Montreal Comedy Festival. Big, big deal. Uh there, Brandon Tartikoff, who used to run NBC, saw him um, mm. and signed him to a sitcom on NBC that never materialized. So yeah. he was supposed to have his own sitcom. Uh, after Hardwick signed with the Strauss-Magar Agency, he was continually booked in stand-up across the U.S. while at the Laugh Factory in L.A., one of the biggest in the world. Yeah. Uh, no longer open, by the way, right? That's the one that Mitzi owned. Nah, she owned a comedy store. Comedy store, that's right. Okay, Laugh it's still Factory open. still there. Yeah. Somebody is under a different ownership now, I think, though. He performed a set about his father in Texas. Uh, afterward, he was approached by television writers and producers Greg Daniel and Mike Judge, who just happened to be there. Yep. Uh, and he was, uh, they were at the time creating the Texas-themed comedy King of the Hill. They hired him to write for the fledgling program, so he moved from Austin to Silver Lake, Los Angeles. His first day on the job was one day after NBC's option on his sitcom development deal expired, legally letting him work for another network. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Uh, the role of Dale Gribble was originally offered to Daniel Stern. You know Daniel Stern? I do know Daniel Stern. He was big in the 80s. He was. He was. Uh, he was in, uh, I, I looked up what movies he, he had been Home in, Alone and I've seen him. Yeah, yeah he seen was him. one of the Home wet Alone. bandits. Yeah. Oh, he was one of the wet bandits? He was the tall one. Oh, that's Daniel Stern. Yeah, that's Daniel oh yeah. Stern. yeah. Oh yeah. What I read about that was is that he wanted the Hollywood payday from a show that's just starting, right? And they didn't have the money to right. give him that he wanted. Yeah. So they had to pass on him because yeah. uh, if he would have optioned and just had an option to change his contract, if the show did good, sure. he would have been in the clear yeah. kind of thing. But he didn't do that. Yeah, it literally says they offered it to Daniel Stern, but producers were unable to agree with Stern on a salary. Mm. Instead, Hardwick won it by not arguing about money. He performed the role on the show's entire 13-year run and appeared in 257 of 258 episodes. Yeah, he, well, the, the role after that, from what I read about it all, is uh, Dale for Daniel Stern is not Dale that we like, oh, no. we would not recognize yeah, that no. character. They It was like a redevelopment whenever they did it. They drew the character. If you look at Johnny Hardwick and you look at Dale, you're like, that's they, they were made for each other kind of thing. Yeah. Um, on September 12th, 2012, Hardwick created a YouTube channel, although it has no uploads until 2015. In December 2018, he started regularly uploading new content. If you haven't seen some of his stuff, you really need to go watch it. It's really it. good stuff. It's just him and a piano sometimes. And he's doing Dale, yeah. uh, doing he's, the Dale character as he, he sings does. songs and stuff yeah. like that as Dale. It's really, it's really, really good, good stuff. stuff. Uh, if you want to uh, to see what this guy was really like, that uh, I think that's him. You know, he became the character. The character became him. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, it says, as of May 2023, the channel had 17,500 subscribers. I bet it's got a lot more now. And over 608,000 views, primarily streaming song parodies and monologues in Dale's voice. Hardwick died in his Austin home on August 8th, 2023, at the age of 64. Uh, I got something that I wanted to read here, too. Yeah, please. So, 
for everybody that doesn't know, there's this big King of the Hill group on Facebook. It's called King of the Hill Humpty's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the top contributors in there is uh, a longtime King of the Hill producer, Jim uh, Jim Dotrieve, yep. uh, where Bill's last name actually comes from is from this guy. Uh, he wrote a uh, heartfelt little piece here that I wanted to read out loud. So this is uh, from Jim Dotrieve to all of the King of the Hill fans. So this is not me speaking, and Jim is not affiliated with the show. I just thought it was sweet, and I just thought that fans of the show would like to hear it. Times like so, this bring uh, the best out in people. Yeah, for sure. Time. And uh, I feel like that the fan base already is a really close-knit fan base due to the niche yeah. uh, nature of a show like this. And by the way, before you read that, I, I don't want anyone thinking we're trying to capitalize on anything here. No, this is sincere. This my, my, is absolutely my nickname, sincere. My nickname for the majority yeah. of my adult life has been, there's only people who know me by this name. People don't, like, my actual name, you won't even know my actual name. Yeah. Like, people know me by by Rusty, and this is uh, something that's real big, you know, real big for me in my life, a loss right. like this. So, right. uh, I'm just going to read what Jim said here. So, <clears throat> Dear broken-hearted gribbles, I know you're all hurting and as shocked as we and the King of the Hill family are by Johnny's sudden, unexpected passing. Johnny considered you his family, too, and was always grateful and touched by your support. I was lucky to know and work so many years beside this kind and decent man who created one of the funniest and truly indelible comic characters in television history. About that, there is no argument. Johnny breathed life into good writing and made it magic. He would tell you in a heartbeat that Dale Gribble was the role he was put on earth to play, and we all we all actually believe that. Yeah, there has uh, never been a more perfect marriage of man, spirit, talent, words, essence, and voice. A voice he said he drew on the beat writer William S. Burroughs. Johnny and I had a special bond on King of the Hill. We were the two Texans on the original writing staff, and it was both of our first writing jobs in Hollywood. Mike Judge and Greg Daniels relied on us to lend authenticity to the material, and we took it very seriously. The details Johnny put into the King of the Hill will live on forever. Gribble. Skredderberg. These were people he knew. He lived on Rainy Street in Austin when it still had houses instead of big hotels. Countless other things that you all treasure. All successful shows have an alchemy, an ingredient of which is what Dale and Johnny and a lot of Texans would call pure D luck. <laughs> it was a lucky day for all of us when Mike and Greg discovered Johnny Hardwick. I will think of him each and every time I reach into my pocket of unwashed jeans, pocket sand, Jim, <laughs> and then two hearts. Sand. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's that's a fitting uh, tribute. Um, yeah, I thought that was sweet. I wanted to read it. I'm not trying to like. Who the hell thinks of King of the Hill and doesn't think of him? Yeah, you know, yeah. No, well, that's the thing with Dale. like Dale is his character. The two main people that you think of, and it's due to the, the nature, I think, of the authenticity of the ki- of the characters themselves, yeah. and how unapologetically they are themselves. Mm-hmm. Where Hank himself has weird feelings about being anybody but this in this box, uh, and Peggy is the same way. She's she's in this mold, and, yeah. and even Luann herself is in in a specific mold, and Bill and Boomhauer, but characters that are unpredictable and you, you can't determine what they're going to do from one second to the next is, is the two characters. Whenever I think of King of the Hill, I think of Bobby and I think of Dale mm-hmm. and I think I'm, I don't think yeah. of them one or two. I think yeah. to, it's just simultaneously. Yeah, absolutely. The two most spontaneous, uh, biggest heart characters. They, they really like, I know like Dale goes through all these weird things that he does, but I truly think that Dale and, and, 
and you could tell when Dale has that interaction with Joseph where he's like, hey, we need money for the movie, Encino Man, you know, and they have yeah. that back and forth. Yeah. And that's when Peggy decides not to tell him. That's the episode right. where she's going right. to tell him about right. John Redcorn. Yeah. And she sees that, that tenderhearted moment. And that's what I feel about, like, Bobby and him is the reason why I feel like a lot of people find these two characters more relatable than any of the other characters is because of their authenticity. Yeah. And uh, the authenticity of the people as well that play those two roles, uh, Pamela Adlon and uh, Johnny Hardwick. Johnny Hardwick here. It's funny that um, you talk about an authentic character when he was so many other things. You know, he <laughs> like what is wasn't even his real name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, it's just it's it's extremely funny to know that that character was molded after him rather than the other way around. Yeah. You know, they, they, I, I read something earlier today where they said that uh, they even went back and changed the way that Dale smokes based on the way that Hardwick smokes. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, and so, that. or smoked. Uh, and uh, this was, I, I can't imagine how, you know, Brittany Murphy was, was a big loss also, but. Huge loss. Lou Ann's not on every episode. No. Well, Lou Ann's not. You know, and I don't want to downplay Blue Ann. No, either, no, not at all. But whenever I think of King of the Hill, and this is what I posted on Twitter for everybody that's already read it, one of the things that King of the Hill just the opening sequence of King of the Hill mm-hmm. is four dudes in an alley. Yeah, four friends, four sure, sure. good buddies, high school buddies. Yeah, they never got to leave the hometown. Oh well, they still enjoy mm-hmm. everything about their lives together. You know, they're friends. They get to yeah. do. They're all you know. They all they're all different in how they live their lives. They all have different jobs and different hobbies apart from each other. But when they're together, they're just, you know, it's like thick as thieves kind of thing. And that's what King of the Hill always really resonates with me is those four guys in an alley that are just living and enjoying their lives as friends and just still being able to connect and remain. Like, it's hard as adults to even (laughs) have one friend, let alone three friends. friends as an adult, yeah, that doesn't happen much. And to be able to hold on to those friendships for that long is is a challenge. And that's what what they they do. That's what it's about. It's about these four friends that go through all these trials and tribulations, and through it, they grow together, and they continue to just grow with each other throughout the whole show. And that's what, you know, that's one of the things that – I, f- I feel like is what our, our the fans of it find so relatable to so is, is that nature of things. I've got a few clips here of uh, Dale. Uh, I thought we'd just kind of go through them and talk about them real quick. Yeah. This is yeah. the first one, first episode. I know what's wrong with it. It's a Ford. <laughs> you know what they say Ford stands for, don't you? It stands for fix it again, Tony. <laughs> You're thinking of a Fiat, Dale. <laughs> Fix it again. I'll tell you what you need. It's your quote-unquote pollution <laughs> controls. I heard on talk radio you don't even need them. They're just neg-head government plot. How is cutting down on pollution a government plot, Dale? Open up your eyes, man. They're trying to control global warming. Get it? Global. Global. So what? That's code for UN commissars telling Americans what temperature it's going to be in our outdoors. I say, let the world warm up. See what Boutros, Boutros, golly, golly, <laughs> says about that. We'll grow oranges in Alaska. Dale, you giblet head. We live in Texas. It's already 110 in the summer. And if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> what in God's name it. is that thumping sound? I want to live in London and be a rich millionaire and have people kids. killed. 
Oh man. They put the fire ants in Hank's yard. Yeah, that's when he destroyed his yard. Yeah. Come here, I'm gonna kick your ass. No. No. Hiding behind his dead bug. You shouldn't have fired me. You know what I'm like. I'm capable of any crazy thing. But my lawn, Dale, you don't mess with a man's lawn. I had no choice. I tried planting the ants in your driveway, but they didn't take. They couldn't bite through cement. They're weak, <laughs> like me. Um, Can't yeah. bite through cement. Not now, Bobby. I'm in the middle of something. All right, Twister. Driving it's just into you a tornado. Now. Ten years oh, yeah. ago, you took my shit. Did you think I'd forget that? Come on, bring it on. Ah! No, please let me go. <laughs> Two raindrops. Two raindrops. Oh, man, away. Hank, while you're out there, turn off my hose. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> a high-priced Washington lobbyist peddling influence. Who wants candy? Hold on to her, Dale. Don't let her go. Oh, thank you. That's one of the best Halloween Bobby, costumes ever. Like the truth this is the crack uh, one, right? Uh, yeah, crack fishing. Gribble, frozen fish. fish is frozen. I caught it. That's my position. Got <laughs> <laughs> Dale looking at his half. What are you yard. looking at? Your fly is down. It's my yard. <laughs> That's a real Texan thing right there, yeah. That's a super Texan thing, That's yeah. That's a real Texan yeah, thing. Yeah, why do you it. give a shit? Yeah, why do you care? <laughs> my flies down. It's like my dad, he'd be out in, his, out in the front yard in his underwear going to get the paper in the morning or something. Dude. And everybody'd be looking. He'd be like, what are y'all looking at? We, uh, <laughs> we house set for some neighbors one time, and it was the middle of winter. I was home from work for some reason, and so if I'm home, my pants are generally off. Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, and so... Uh, I had to go over to their, they called and they were like, go check our house for this thing or whatever. So I just went over there in my underwear and came back. I don't know if they got cameras or whatever, but the whole, I, I don't, I just don't give a shit yeah, at I this point. Care. You know, I don't, I don't care. care. I never it's really boxers. Have, yeah. It's not like I'm wearing a freaking thong or anything. Yeah. I mean, if I know that scared cares, off right. a lot of folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. A couple more. Oh, almost forgot. Hank, can you mow your lawn in a hurricane? Nope. Didn't think so. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> He's in the shower. A yeah. mason. Vroom, vroom. Nothing else cuts it. Oh, I love when he took pictures of the mower. He stole his mower. Yeah. Oh, you think that dog did it? That dog is up to no good. <laughs> Hang in there, Dale. I'm duct taping your Zoom. Oh. Oh. Laugh now, lady. After a month of eating cockroaches, you will be begging for Jerbster. Jerbster. A Jerbster. computer. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, a computer. I'll be in my think hole. My think hole. Was that when they... Mm. This is where uh, his, his <laughs> hamster screwed him over. Oh, yeah. Ate all his Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. How could you do this to me, Puff Puff? Puff Puff. I saw really uh, cigarettes floating in the dew. No. I saw a really cursed AI image. <laughs> what it was, it was uh, the prompt was something like uh, moonshiners extracting dew from mountains. Yeah, I've and, seen that. And it was just yeah. like all of these green stuff? Appalachian <laughs> yeah. looking guys yeah. Yeah, with yeah, like yeah. pickaxes oh, like yeah. pull, and it was just like catching yeah, stuff I've coming out of the side that. of mountains. Yeah, that's, yeah. Great. that's great. 
Yeah, um, you know, Dale was a prepper, but when it came down to it, uh, he he just needed his friends and his family. That you was know? it. That's all I mean, he really needed. Yeah, he's he was big on the conspiracies, but I, I he he always would let them go for the people he cared about. Yeah, you know? for sure. I I don't think he really believed them deep down at all. You know, I think that I'm gonna. Uh, I should get a tattoo that says "We'll grow oranges in Alaska." <laughs> I think that'd be a great one. It's a good that'd tribute. A good well, uh, we hope you guys stuck with us on this one, um, Johnny Hardwick. You'll be missed. Um, yeah, for sure. Dale uh, Rusty. Uh, what was the other name you went by? It was one more. Scratterberg. Scratterberg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll be missed, man. R.I.P. Um, but anyway, thank you, thank you, folks, for for being here. Uh, it's a little different one with no commercials, no anything like that in this one. Um, we just wanted to come on and show some respect, and um, we also want to thank you guys for hanging in there with us. Um, yeah, we the show it. show goes on, um, and I think that's what Hardwick would say. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. So yeah, it's a very Texas thing too. It is. Uh, you know? You know, that's this what we do in, in Texas. We tip our hats uh, to people that were influential to us. Yeah. And uh, he's been influential in my life. Oh, yeah. I really didn't know the man. Uh, I really didn't know who played, you know, Dale Gribble for sure. a lot of years. But, you know, in my in my 20s, in my quest for, for knowledge about King of the Hill, I discovered him. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's been really influential as, a, as, a, as Dale Gribble in my life. So... As uh, as I appreciate Hank, all the memories for sure. Yeah, absolutely. As Hank would do, we're uh, we're gonna go in the garage, shut the door for a minute, cry our eyes out, and then show must go on. Yeah, show goes yeah. on. All right, tell them where they can find us. Uh, you can find us at bwaaakoth dot com. We'd appreciate it if you uh, gave our YouTube channel some love and go yeah. over there and watch our watches watches on there if you can. Also, go uh, to Johnny Hardwick's. YouTube yeah, go to Johnny Hardwick's watch YouTube some page of that great stuff and go that check out that content. You've never it's seen. great stuff. Yeah. I watched a bunch of it uh, over the yeah. last week, and it's just. I've seen a lot of it already, but the stuff I haven't seen yet was just amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dot com. Uh, you go over there and find everything over there. And uh, if not there, roguemedianetwork.com slash B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H. And uh, go ahead and send us in your favorite Dale moment. We'd, uh, yeah, we'd man, like to hear that. We'd love to put more of these compilations together. Like We'd uh, like to hear just, what y'all's favorite uh, Dale moments yeah. were. Uh, you can hit me on any any of the social medias. is It's going to be a B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H everywhere. Uh, if you don't want to do that, you can email me, B-W-A-A-A-K-O-T-H at gmail.com. If you want to do that, if your email is, your email is better for you, uh, yeah. we might need to set up a hotline. Where we can start getting people <laughs> sure, calling and sure. they can leave, leave voice yeah. messages for yeah. us or whatever. I think that would be fun. Well, to be honest with you, if they want to leave voice messages, they could now at 254-300-7982. There That's the Rogue Media number, and uh, it's set up to a Google Voice account. So, I mean, if you want to okay. leave a if you want to leave, yeah, a, you want voicemail, leave a voicemail, message. I'd be I would be happy to play those. Yeah, go ahead and give them that number again. It is two five four three zero zero seven nine eight two. Um, he'll he'll put that in the description yeah. too. So yeah, so sure you can. have that if y'all want to yeah. uh, leave us a voicemail or whatever. Uh, Anything yep. uh, that's appropriate enough to play, we'll play some. I mean, if there's some crazy stuff, we'll play it for you guys. But <laughs> it, it's borderline, yeah, you know. Yeah. Depending on appropriate. Just tell us, tell us how much Dale meant to you. Yeah, uh, that's what we or how much Johnny meant to you. How much Johnny you know? meant to yeah. you. Either or, however you feel about it. All right, guys. We'll see you on Friday. We matanye. Kiki. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.